Ollie was headed to a stakeout. There was this, well, on paper what it was, this was an office building that was partway through being constructed. But Ollie had gotten some intel that it was actually a criminal operation, but they were using it to run bad checks and other contraband goods through at night. The police had asked Ollie to take him to see what, they, what he could find. So Ollie figured the best way to handle this would be to sneak in and then do a stakeout. So he researched the building and who was in the building and watched it for a couple of days from outside the building. And he saw that not much happened, really. It was pretty quiet during the day, and then there were a bunch of stuff was a bunch of stuff that happened at night, people going in and out, trucks and boxes and stuff. It was kind of suspicious. The only thing during the day was that there were a few, not very many, a few contractors coming in, doing stuff. Yeah, people who were like builders, people who were putting up walls or ceilings or putting in lights, that kind of a thing. And then Ollie saw an opportunity. In the, in the door. What about the door? The door's fine. Because one of the work crews, well, not really work crews, but one of the workmen went out to smoke a cigarette, and he had brought out a bucket full of tools with him. But he had walked away from the bucket of tools. So Ollie's scurried over there, which is the things he had on, on him, just a pencil and a notepad and a small camera, and slipped into the bucket and pulled some other things over him. Sure enough, about five minutes later, the contractor came back, picked up the bucket, sort of grunted a little bit and looked at it like he was confused about why it was heavier. But then he shrugged and he went back inside. When the contractor wasn't looking, Holly again slipped out. And he was in. He looked around for security cameras, and he didn't see much. There was one security cam camera at the entrance, and he was already past that. But there also wasn't much in the building. It's pretty much just empty rooms and hallways. So there wasn't much place to hide. So Ollie took advantage of a quirk of human psychology that he knows well, that most people, unless they have a reason to, don't look up. So I scampered up the wall, which had been freshly drywalled. I mean, it was dry, but it hadn't been painted or anything yet. And planted himself in kind of a shadowy corner. There wasn't much to hold on to, so I just used suction cups on his arms. And he held there, and he waited, and he waited. He waited till nightfall. He watched people come and go. After about 11 o'clock at night or so, Ollie's still clinging to the wall by his suction cups. That's when the activity really started. And a bunch of people started to come, and they had boxes. And they were opening the boxes and taking stuff in and out, and there were a lot of checks and other contraband. And um, it's like some, some counterfeit goods like fake Oakley sunglasses, things like that. 
And they were, it was like a little marketplace in there by the time one o'clock in the morning rolled through. You know, people buying and selling and trading and all kinds of illegal trade going on in these counterfeit illegal goods. All they got pictures and all kinds of different stuff. Took notes, got some names. It was a very productive night. Well, around about 4 a.m., things calmed down. People packed up their stuff, then they left. I decided to wait a little bit longer just so the coast was clear. Didn't have to worry about getting, getting noticed. Finally, there was nobody there. Nobody had been there for like half an hour. And all I decided it was time for him to sneak out. So he went to go and pull himself from the wall, and he was stuck. He was stuck. That's a little bit of moisture in his arms and his suction cups. Had reacted with the dry plaster. He could not get himself free. He could get one of his arms free. One arm that he'd sort of reached up onto the ceiling, which was metal. But all the arms on the plaster were stuck firm. I looked around, and he was in a, in a, in a tight spot. Tried to push against the wall, but it kind of, it stung. He would probably be all red for weeks if he just yanked himself off. There were some ceiling girders nearby. Sprinkler system, some lights. Not a whole lot of good options. And so he thought, and he thought, how am I going to get out of here? I don't want to be stuck up here for days and days. First thing he did is he realized that he didn't, if he was stuck, he didn't have to hold himself up anymore. So he relaxed his arms and relaxed his suction cups, and he was hoping that would do something, but it didn't. Some things were a little bit looser, but not enough that he could get himself out. He tried to bring the one free arm around and kind of use it to very gently pry up the other arms, but they were stuck fast. Hmm, well, I thought, this is quite the pickle. I've never been stuck to plaster before. I don't think I'd like to be stuck to plaster again. What are my options? What are my options? He looked at the things that he had. He had a small camera. He had a pen, pencil, and a notepad. The camera and the notepad were all full of useful information. So he had to protect those. They were in a bag. So we had a bag, too. I thought, well, I basically have this pencil to work with. I can spare the pencil. He thought about waiting for somebody to come by and sort of throwing the pencil at them, but then he would be caught. Then he would be discovered. That wouldn't work. There was a chance that he could, you know... Well, no, not really. I thought, it's, you know, even if I'm discovered, they're going to have to help me down. It's not like I could escape after they'd helped me down. They would notice that I had a notepad and a camera. They'd take them away. And then all I thought, wait a second. I know that this place, that they're up to no good. I don't mind maybe doing a little bit of damage. And that's when it occurred to him. <laughs> what if he could set off the sprinkler? 
See, it was a traditional style sprinkler where just a little glass vial and in the vial was a, a liquid that would expand if it got hot. And so when there's a fire, the, the, the liquid boils and it breaks the glass and that triggers the sprinkler system. That I can break that glass, it'll spray me with water and I'll be able to get free from the wall I won't be all dried out anymore. He tried to take the pencil in his one free arm and reach over there and smash the glass with it. But he could just barely tap the glass and he couldn't tap it hard enough to break it. Shoot. Means I've got one shot to do this well. So he thought about it, he lined it up in his head, practiced it in his head, over and over and over again. Took two big, deep, calming breaths. And he flung the pencil. It was a very nerve-wracking moment. If the pencil missed, or it didn't break the glass, he'd have to come up with a whole new plan, and it didn't look like there were a lot of good options about him getting caught. So that split second while the pencil flew through the air was like, felt like a year, but then it hit, and it landed true, it shattered the glass, and the sprinkler started sprinkling and spraying Ollie and the wall. Luckily, it was an isolated system, so all the sprinklers in the whole place didn't go off, just the one. Ollie caught himself loose as the water worked its way into the plaster and ran between his skin and the plaster. His legs came free. He darted down, grabbed the pencil again, darted back up the wall, and stuck the eraser into the sprinkler to stop it from spraying. They would notice that there was some water on the floor, but they wouldn't necessarily put two and two together. I looked around to see if he hadn't caught anybody's attention. They hadn't. There was nobody there. So as quickly, as subtly as he could, he slipped down a back hallway, opened up a window, slipped out, and closed the window behind him, and off he went. Well, by that time, it was about 6.30 in the morning. The police station, well, the police station would be open, but the detectives he was working with wouldn't be there until about 8.30. But, all I thought, I know what is open, and I know who is in business right now. My favorite breakfast spot. So he went in there. And Jane, was one of the waitresses that he knew there, she said, Ollie, you're up early. She said, I am, Jane, I am. And I am a little bit soggy in dire need of a cup of coffee and an egg sandwich. I said, well, you've come to the right place, hon. You on another weird case? I said, you know, for once, it's a pretty straightforward criminal case. I think I got everything I needed. I said, well, here's your coffee, hon. And that was the case. Where do you call him? Like, hon or something. This is Baltimore. People call each other hon. And that's the case of Ollie. And stuck to the wall.